Okay, happy Friday, you beautiful fucking people, or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Um, It is Friday, March 4th for me, Um, and I hope that you're having a great day, or morning, afternoon, evening, whatever the fuck you're having. I hope it's wonderful, because you deserve it. Um, And I really hope, like, I feel like the audio is not going to be the best, because I'm currently sitting in my car. Um, and I was going to try to like have the car off, but I'm kind of hot and I don't really feel like sitting in here without the AC on. So hopefully it's not too horrible. And like the idling of my car isn't too loud. I'm going to try to talk a little bit louder. Hopefully that doesn't also backfire. And it feels like I'm screaming at you through whatever the fuck you're listening to this on. Um, but as my cousin pointed out, my number one use slogan is I really need to record a podcast but um I've been saying that for a year now okay not really a year but it feels like it's been a year and I thought I'm gonna use this opportunity um I brought my uh boyfriend's mom to an appointment and um I'm waiting for her to get out and so I was like you know what this no excuses this is the perfect time to create a podcast or I could set up my paper that I have to write for my class but you know that's just not as fun so I was like let me bring my stuff just in case I get some wild creative hair up my ass and want to make an episode and then you know I was like okay sitting here and I went on the site that I use to kind of like well first I upload my podcast up there and it like distributes it to the sites and all that good shit but it also shows me analytics and I get to see where people are listening from and to see like the the dots on the map just like continue to just spread like I never thought that I would be in like you guys would be listening to me in fucking Africa um Ireland Russia and Spain, like, in Australia, like, what the fuck, man? What in the actual fuck? So, anyway, so seeing that just always gets me so excited, and you would think that it would motivate me every single time I see that, but, you know, most of the time I'm like, eh, I, you know, kind of don't want to, and I know that sounds bad, and I shouldn't be that way, but, you know, it's fine, we're human, I'm growing slowly, but surely, um, and yeah, so I just thought I would take this as an opportunity to get up on here and I also want to touch on something pretty significant going on in the world right now and it's something that I wish I didn't even have to say um and I'm gonna try to do this without getting like emotional because I'm very emotional upset about this which I'm sure everybody is um what's going on in Ukraine right now is absolutely devastating and it just completely breaks my heart for humanity as a whole but of course all these people that are losing their lives their loved ones lives they have to leave their homes and they have no idea what's going on or what to expect or where they're going to be or if they're even going to be here any longer and it's really fucked honestly really really fucked 
So I just want to take a moment to just sit in silence. And I wish there was more that I could do just as a whole. But I think something that we can all do to help, and not necessarily like in a monetary way, because not all of us can contribute in a monetary way, but we can definitely all contribute in a way as to not shy away from it. I know it's easy to be like, I'm not going to pay attention because it's just going to upset me or it's going to ruin my day or, you know, whatever the case may be, but open your eyes, be attentive to it and don't just pay attention to what you see on the news because they don't show everything. I just watched the most distressing video of the aftermath of one of the bombs and to hear what I heard and see what I saw was just horrific and that's stuff that they don't show you in the news that's stuff that doesn't make the surface of what we're seeing so be attentive pay attention and actually look at what is going on around us because yes we're not experiencing it directly in the way that Ukraine is but as humanity like it regard to humanity as a whole absolutely we are and it's sad because we're in 2022 and this is the kind of shit that's still going on it it's just i have no words and my thoughts prayers positivity and so much love go to all of these people that are suffering right now because of someone I don't even want to say his name um, because of someone's actions and this goes to not just the people of Ukraine but to the people of Russia that don't want this and all the people that are being affected and I hope and pray that you guys are safe and you guys find safety in this ends soon because it's it's gone on for too long it shouldn't have even started and yeah so be kind to each other love each other don't spread so much hate especially over stupid things and I'm not saying that the I mean, I personally think that this war is unnecessary, 100% unnecessary, um, but yeah, just stop hating each other so much and just love each other. It literally costs nothing for you to be kind to someone or to just express or push out love and positivity. It literally costs you nothing. It takes more effort for you to be an ugly, hateful person than it does for you to be a nice person. And just smile at someone 
even if they don't smile back at you because they're a sourpuss, like, I mean, at least smile to others and just radiate positivity and love. And I promise, like, you will see some great changes in your life. Such great changes. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight, obviously, but you'll just start to feel better on the inside. And I think we could all benefit from some love and positivity from everyone around us, even people that we don't know. Because it doesn't have to just feel so great when you're like at the store or even when you're driving and someone turns and you make eye contact with someone and like you just smile at each other. Like that just warms my heart. Or like my favorite, I love seeing people dancing in their cars. Like that just makes me so happy. And if I, depending on how I'm feeling that day or if they even like look over at me, like I like to dance with them in my car. It's just little things like that can make someone's day. So, I mean, why the fuck not? It literally costs you nothing to just be a good person, a nice person, an honest, positive, beautiful person. It costs you nothing. So, start spreading the love and positivity, people. So, this is what I wanted to talk about before this even happened uh, between, not between Russia and Ukraine, Russia attacking Ukraine. Um, I already wanted to talk about this, but I think right now is an even better time to talk about it. Um, but I wanted to talk about dealing with loss and whatever the loss is, big, small. If it affected you, then keep listening, okay? Um, because it's so easy to just give up or allowing loss to just completely take over your life it's super easy to do that and unfortunately that's part of life um, we all have to deal with loss at some point and it sucks it's really shitty and I would like to say probably one of the most difficult things we can deal with as humans or as animals, I guess, because, you know, animals also deal with loss. I don't know if you guys have ever seen elephants grieve. That shit is just heartbreaking. Oh my God. If you haven't, go on YouTube or wherever and learn something about elephants and the way they process loss. It's it's always fascinating to see the way animals are emotionally, I guess is the way to put it, because wow, it's it's wild. So yeah, go educate yourself with elephants and loss and blow your mind for a second, okay? But it's really easy to get lost in the shuffle of the loss, like the grieving process. Um, and my dad always, always, since I can remember, would always tell me, you know, like when I die, I don't want you to be upset. Like, I don't want you to cry. 
I know you're going to, but I don't want you to. And I'm like, what do you mean, man? Like, you're literally my fucking world. Like, and you don't want me to be sad? Like, how do you expect me not to cry? And he said, you know, I know you're going to cry. That's fine. But you need to face reality. And the reality is that no matter how much you cry, I'm never going to come back. And, oh my God, I'm going to start crying right now. And that is the reality. Like what, at the end of the day, what am I going to gain by laying in my bed under the covers in complete darkness, crying, sobbing over what I lost? I mean, yeah, it's going to feel great in the moment. And it's not to say that don't cry because you should absolutely grieve the way you need to grieve. But there's a difference between going through the grieving process and living in the grieving process. And I think that's what my dad has always tried to get at is, yes, do what you need to do to process what it is that you're processing, whatever grief you're feeling, but you also need to pick yourself up off your ass and get up and continue to live your life because life's not going to stop in order to let you grieve. That would be amazing if you could just, you know, kind of hit the pause on life and just allow yourself to go through these motions, go through the stages of grief and then hit play and just jump right back into it. But that's not reality. And the thing with loss is that it hits you out of nowhere. One day you're fine and then you see something or smell something or hear something that reminds you of what you lost and you're right back in it. And that's just the shitty part of it is like it, it's almost impossible to say it's, it is impossible to say that it's just going to go away. Like you're always going to have that with you. You're always going to carry it with you and you're always going to smell something, hear something that's going to remind you of something that you lost. And there's nothing wrong with looking back and being like, fuck like this, you know, like this song reminds me of my dad, my dad's still alive, but you know, I'm thinking in the future, this song reminds me of my dad and I miss him. But to just stop what I'm doing and just go crawl into a hole and just cry for days on end, like where, when am I going to live my life? If that's how I'm going to be rather than, you know, some time pass, I hear a song and I'm like, the song reminds me of my dad. Yeah, I'm still going to be sad, but I'm going to have it in me to just continue about my day and maybe reflect on some memories that I have with my dad and, you know, just smile because I had those memories with my dad and I had, I shared all kinds of special moments with him. And I think that's what he means by you have to be realistic. That's reality. Reality is we lose people, we lose our pets, we lose anything that causes us pain, you know, whatever loss it is that you're grieving or, you know what I mean? And it's just 
finding what works for you, I guess, is the best way to do it without actually losing touch of reality. Because as much as I hate to say it, and this is not just me telling whoever it is that's listening, this is me telling myself too. As hard as it is to think about loss and losing my dad and not just falling into like some deep, dark depression for who knows how long. It's grieving in a healthy way and allow it, giving myself the time that I'm going to need to grieve, but not living a life full of grief is the best way I can explain it. So I've learned some things. I've acquired some knowledge. I thankfully still have my dad and I have suffered loss. Um, nothing as significant as like a parent or a sibling or any anyone in my nuclear family, which thank God. Um, I know the day's coming eventually, but you know, as of right now, I'm so blessed to have my nuclear family. Um, but I did lose my godfather. That was very hard for me. Um, still kind of hard now, but I've found ways of coping. Um, I, I feel like sometimes people downplay how hard it is to lose a pet, but that shit hurts. I'm over here trying not to cry. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Um, that is so hard. Like, I don't care if you've had your pet for a fucking week or, you know, like you have your pet for your entire life. You grow up with that, whatever, whoever your pet is, whatever it is. It's hard losing anyone, anything. And it can be hard getting through that process. And, you know, I had to put my cat down um, May 23rd, 2018 at about 10 p.m. Um, and we're about to hit what, four, four years now? And I'm sure you can tell right now, I'm trying really hard not to cry. And I could just record this and like, I could just erase this and try to re-record, but I want, I try to make everything as authentic as possible. And I would be lying if I try to tell you about how to deal with grief and make it seem like I'm not dealing or I've, you know, I'm just like this picture perfect poster of, you don't have to be sad. Like you get through it and you'll be happy because it's not reality. And we're trying to be realistic here. And the reality is that I definitely still cry a lot. Um, sometimes more than others about my cat and my godfather, my grandparents. Um, and I think in particular, especially like losing my grandma 
or she, I called her abuelita, my abuelita, um, and my abuelito, that was, that was hard, um, especially with my abuelita, um, I don't know if any of you have any family members or had family members that have or had, um, Alzheimer's, dementia, anything that causes them to lose their memory, um, that shit's rough and seeing your family like that is, it's, it's hard and I try to remind myself of all the good memories that I've, I had with my grandparents, um, and I wish that my last memory of seeing my abuelita was one of like just 100% happiness. Um, but my last conversation with her wasn't bad necessarily. Um, it was just, I was leaving Mexico and I was saying bye to her and she was so sad that I was leaving and she was like, where are you going? Like, are you going to go to the town and like go, you know, they, it was like a, like the fair time. She's like, are you going to go down there and go see? And I was like, no, I have to go home. And she's like, why? And I was like, I have to go to work on Monday. And she's like, okay. And then within like not even a full 60 seconds, we had the same conversation again. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize it was this bad. And um, I was like, you know, I have to go. I have to go home. I'm sorry. And I gave her just a quick hug and kiss goodbye and told her that I loved her. And I just got out of there and into the taxi as fast as I could because it just, it hurt, and as sad as I am that that is my last, like, that was the last moment I ever had with her. Sucked, but I also wouldn't trade it for the world because she passed about two and a half months after that, so I'm just happy that I got to see her, and I got to smell her, and I got to feel her that one last time, even though it, I wish it wouldn't have been in the way that it was, I still wouldn't trade it for the world because I actually got to be there with her in that moment. And <laughs> I miss her so much. And it's easy to get lost in the shuffle of things and to just stay in that moment of sadness. Like I, still look back and I can still remember my dad calling me and letting me know that she didn't make it and um, I was in a pretty dark place for a little bit and at the time I didn't really process grief in there's no right or wrong way but I'm just for this sake, I'm going to say in the right way, because the way I allow myself to grieve now, in my opinion, for myself, 
is a better way than I was back then. Uh, but there is no right or wrong way to grieve, um, just for myself personally. Um, you know, I look back and I just still I'm sad about it, but I'm also able to kind of get myself out of it. Um, and I feel like that's something that a lot of people struggle with because they allow themselves to be stuck in that endless loop of grief and being in the loop of grief once is fine but when you live there when that is your new home that is not healthy for you and it's not healthy for your loved ones or you know if you're a parent or a spouse or whatever your situation is you have people that love you in your life there's just better ways to go about it and ways that make it hurt a little less if that is uh makes a little more sense and i think compared to now compared to then i wish i would have known then what i know now as far as how I could have processed things or how I could have gone about them and you know just how to live my best self when dealing with grief if that makes sense not necessarily live my best self or be my best self but grieve in a way that's not going to completely derail my entire life the way it did before because when my padrino died, my godfather, when he died, I was actually in the process of like my self-love, self-care journey. I was going to therapy regularly. Um, I was in the full swing of school. I you know, knew what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, who I wanted to be. And I, you know, spent a lot of time with my padrino as a kid um, because whether it be like family parties or um, him just coming over to see my dad him and my dad were best friends or just us going and spending time over there and hanging out with him or if you did listen to my three-parter about my mom he actually played a very significant role through that um, time of my life he was there for everything. And so he played a really big role in my childhood. And I could not have asked my dad to give me better godparents, especially my father. You know, he was just such a beautiful person. And I wish that everyone in my life could have met him because he was, he was, he was something special. And not only did I grieve because I loved him so much and losing him in the way that we lost him but I was grieving more for my dad because I knew that he had to have been hurting because that was his best friend 
and they had been friends for about 30 years, I think maybe even more, and that was my dad's human, and I knew that he had to be hurting, and I was like, wow, like, who's gonna get him through this? Because he was there to help my dad get through losing his parents, and I'm like, how is he gonna get through this without him? And so I think that's what made it a little harder. And then the guilt started to set in of, I didn't spend enough time with him. I should have spent more time with him. Why didn't I spend more time with him? And that just spun me every which way because I just felt so guilty. Like, did he even know how much I loved him? because I didn't spend as much time with him. I didn't wish him Merry Christmas. I didn't wish him a Happy Father's Day the year before. I didn't tell him Happy Birthday. All these things just started completely eating at me. I felt so guilty. And then I went to therapy. And I told her how I was feeling. I was like, I, I just feel horrible. I didn't spend enough time with him and you know like I worry about whether or not he knew that I loved him and she told me think about all the people in your life all the people in your life people that you've all the people that you've met all the people that you still talk to now do you think it is really realistic for you to be able to spend time with every single person that you care about? Is it really possible to give them all equal amounts of your time and you still do what you need to do? Work, go to school, eat, sleep. It's, it's not realistic. And I thought, wow, that is a really good way to look at things because I mean, realistically, I don't have time. None of us have time to devote an equal amount of time to every single person in our lives. There's just not enough. There's just not enough time. And she said, that doesn't mean that he doesn't know that you love him or loved him. He knows that you loved him. Everybody in your life knows that they matter to you without you having to spread yourself completely thin and spend an equal amount of time with each person in your life because that's not something that any of us can do. And it's true if you think about it. Think about all the people that you have in your life right now. Think about everything that you have to do each day, whether you go to work, you go to school, you do both, you have kids, um, you have a husband, or, you know, just whatever you do, you have to eat you have to shower, you have to sleep, factor in all of that time with how much extra time you have in your day. Do you even really have enough time to devote to every single person in your life? We don't, unfortunately, and that's the shitty thing is we don't have an infinite amount of time and we don't know when we're going to lose anyone or who we're going to lose 
So living in that constant state of, I need to spend as much time as I possibly can with this person and that person and this person and that person before we lose them. What kind of a life are you going to live? You're not going to live a life. Like, it's just not possible. And I wish it were possible for all of us to be able to do that because then we wouldn't feel so guilty after the fact. Like, fuck, I didn't spend enough time with them. Now they're never going to know that I love them. But in reality, they know that you love them. 100% they know that you love them. But it's just life. We all deal with life. We all go through things. And we're all constantly going through things. We're all working, trying to fucking survive and trying to thrive, you know? And so that helped with the guilt because I was like, damn, I fucked up. I didn't spend enough time with him. There's no way that he knows that I love him or loved him. And then I was hit with the, if I ever have kids, they're not going to know him. And I want them to know him. I'm sad that I didn't have children and he didn't get to meet them or they didn't get to meet him because of how amazing of a human he was. And I know it's really easy to say like this person was great because that's what we hear any time anyone dies is all the positives, none of the negatives. But when I tell you this man was just fucking beautiful, like he was just fucking beautiful on the inside. Like, I hope he's like listening to me say all of this and he just is just filled with so much love because he just, he was amazing. And of course I would want my children to meet him and know him and be able to feel his presence. And that hurt. I was like, fuck, they're never going to know him. I failed my future children. Like, <laughs> I failed them because they're never going to know him. I should have had kids. And that's totally a joke. I just, you know, I'm trying to make myself laugh, you know? Um, but I told my therapist this and I was like, they're never going to meet him. They're never going to know him. And this right here is what turned a knob, a fucking light bulb, whatever the fuck. This right here, what I'm about to relay to you is what changed the game for me. She said, of course he's still going to be alive. Of course they're going to know him because everything that you do and everything that you say about him, he's living on. In this moment that you are telling me about him, he is here. I am feeling his presence. And you are sharing his legacy. His legacy is continuing to live through you and everything that you're saying, all the memories that you have, all of the pictures that you have. You talking about him is him living on. And yes, they won't get to physically see him or physically hold him or meet him, his physical human self, 
but they will get to hear you talk about him. They will get to feel his love when you speak about him and you talk about your memories with him and you show them photos and just everything. He will still be there. Obviously not his human physical form, but he's never really leaving and they're never really going to not meet him. They're just not going to meet him in the sense that you got to meet him. But as long as you talk about him, you keep his memory alive, you keep his legacy alive, he's going to be there. And that I was like, wow. Obviously, I had already planned to tell my children, my future children, if I have them about him because of who he was and, you know, how he impacted my life and all of those great things but I never thought about it in the way that she had brought to my attention I was just so upset with the fact that I didn't spend enough time with him and I didn't pop children out early enough for them to meet him (laughs) that I just didn't see it the way she was describing it to me and it's true yeah, he's not, they're not going to see his human form, him physically in front of them as a human, flesh and bone, but they'll get to hear stories about him and I'll get to tell them about the way I used to hang my body out of my dad's truck when we would drive away from his house and scream at the top of my lungs until I couldn't hear him anymore when we would say goodnight to each other. And he would always say in Spanish, you say goodnight, buenas noches. And uh, we would say buenas noches, like cheese, you know, instead of like cheese. And uh, we would scream that to each other. And I, <laughs> one of my fondest memories of him. And uh, I definitely cannot wait to tell my kids about that. And, you know, when I do tell them about that and I share all the other memories I have with him and the picture I have of us when I graduated high school and the picture I have of us when he baptized me and I became his goddaughter, he will be there with them. They will get to see that. They will get to experience him in just as beautiful of a way. And I found comfort in that because it was just another reminder that as long as I don't forget him and who he was and the way he touched my life, he'll always be here with me. And just to further add to that, she said, what you can also do is make up like an area or something that reminds you of him. And whether that be, you know, like a, like a mural on your wall or like, you know, maybe like on your countertop, like put like a picture of him and, you know, maybe some things that remind you of him. So that way, if you ever want to talk to him or 
anything of that nature, he's there. And you can go to wherever it was or whatever it is that you choose to do or make or, you know, whatever, you can go and talk to him. And I just thought that was such a great idea. And although, like, my little space, it's not really that big. It's literally just a little corner in my room for my abuelitos, my padrino. It's, it feels nice. I have a picture of, you know, I have a picture of everyone, my abuelitos. And then I have a picture of me and my padrino when I was a baby. And I also have the uh, rosary that was given at his funeral together so that way I feel like they're still with me even though I know they're still with me in my heart every single day but whenever I just feel like it's just too much and I just want to talk to them they're right there and I don't go to the cemetery too often to go see my padrino just because the energy of being there just drains me and I do sometimes go sit with him and I'll talk to him tell him what's been going on in my life and about school like this last time I went to go see him I was just going through it at the end of my semester and I was just talking to him you know like telling him what was going on telling him about the new guy that I'm seeing and how much he would have liked him and how my dad is doing and it just it just feels amazing and it just I don't know it's just it feels better and it still hurts of course because losing someone is always gonna hurt but being able to pick yourself up and live your life with the memory of them still there it's not to say that you need to pick up on like pick up your life and forget that they ever existed because that's the only way to grieve no that's not the only way to grieve and get past the grief because grieving it's a healthy emotion the emotions that you feel when you're grieving are healthy and they're perfectly normal but you don't want to live there and your loved ones don't want you to live there so find healthy ways to cope whether that's journaling or building a little shrine like I mentioned Um, and it can be something so simple like she was telling me about one of her clients lost her mom and the little girl was two and already going to therapy for it okay there's nothing wrong with that therapy for all the ages if you need it but she painted a rock okay and this little girl in therapy painted a rock with my therapist and made it decorated it painted it whatever the fuck in a way that reminded her of her mom and what she did was she went home and she put it next to a bush that her and her dad planted for her mom as a way to commemorate her mom because her mom loved to be in the garden and she put that rock next to that bush or whatever the fuck it was and would go out there and talk to her mom 
whenever she felt like she needed to. And that's not to say that you have to make something like that, but I think it just helps to be like, okay, my person, whoever it is that you're, you lost or you're struggling to, you know, you're struggling from the loss of, is I guess the way to say it. Yes, you can still talk to them regardless of whether you have something in like something like that, whether it be a rock or a painting or a picture or, you know, whatever it is. Yes, you can still talk to them. But I think what changed the game for me is that I get to see them or see something that reminds me of them every day. And initially, of course, it's going to make me sad or, or it did make me sad when I first did this. It did make me sad to see these things. But now it's, you know, I get to wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, hey, how are you guys doing? Love you, miss you, whatever. And, you know, it still hurts. It's always going to hurt. Loss is always going to hurt. But now I can get up, see them. Good morning. How are you? I hope you're amazing. And then go on about my day. And, you know, like I'll be in here doing my homework or doing my podcast and I see it and I'm like, just a happy little feeling inside, you know, it's like a constant little reminder of happiness. Like I get to see them and it makes it, well, at least for me, made it a little bit easier to deal and with, I, it's different with pets, obviously, because I mean, some people get them cremated and I feel like that's a little easier than a person because like in this instance, like with my father, you know, like, how am I going to be like, I want his ashes. Like, <laughs> you know, cause like his family, his wife, his kids, and you know, I can't force him to be cremated and give me some, you know what I mean? Like, that's not how he chose to pass. He wanted to be buried, not cremated, but in respect to a pet, like that's your pet. You get to choose what you do. So, I mean, in that instance, it's a little different. I didn't cremate my pet, um, but I did bury him in the backyard. And at the beginning, I was really struggling um, to deal with that loss. And people always think it's odd when I tell them that the loss, the way that I felt when I lost him hurt in a different way than when I lost my padrino and my abuelitos. And I feel like I lost like a piece of myself when I had to put him down and I can't explain it. I, I, it just, that one hurt in a different kind of way. And I think that one still hurts me the most. Um, even though it's been so much time, but with him, I, I did get him, I did bury him. I took him home. 
Um, and I'm so grateful for my dad. Um, he already had a place for him and, um, he actually put him in the ground for me and I went and I would sit outside almost every single day and I just laid right next to him and would just cry and cry and cry. And, you know, eventually it got a little easier for me to go sit out there and not cry. Um, and then gradually I was able to go about my day without going out there and sitting down with him and talking to him and crying as much as I cried because, oh my God, I was on some other shit when I had to put him down. Um, and I do have a little spot for him in my room. I have a little picture of him, uh, with his collar on it. Um, you know, that still breaks my little heart, but that's beside the point. Um, the point being that it, it does get easier, especially if you have a way to cope and you just don't allow yourself to live there. You cannot live there. Do not live there. Do not live in the grief. Allow yourself to grieve and get yourself out of there because that is not a home. That is not a place for you to live. And the longer you live there, the harder it's going to be to get out. So just do what you need to do. Cry if you need to cry because there's nothing wrong with that. That is a healthy emotion, healthy expression of emotion. There's nothing wrong with that. But once you give yourself enough time, get the fuck out of there and only make visits. Not long-term visits, but like momentary visits. Okay? Do not take up residency there. That shit needs to stay vacant. Okay? You can go visit for small periods of time, but you cannot occupy that space. Okay? Like, you can't, cannot, should not, do not have a long-term stay there, okay? Just don't. And as cliche as it sounds, and we all have heard it time and time again, but I mean it's facts. Do you think that your loved one, that you're mourning, wants you to stay in that perpetuated state of sadness because I have a really hard time believing that they would a really hard time because I know for a fact if my Olita could talk to me she would verbally slap me in the nicest way possible and be like stop your fucking crying I will see you one day respectfully because she was an angel and I know she would never physically slap me but definitely verbally slap the shit out of me and be like, what the fuck are you doing? I need you to get up and live your life. And that is what I try to remind myself all the time. Anytime I feel myself slipping or I don't get enough sleep and I wake up emotional as fuck and literally cry about everything, 
I have to tell myself, you better physically slap the shit out of yourself before this little viejita comes over here and verbally slaps the shit out of you for living in this grief bubble right now because stop it. And it helps, you know, obviously I'm still a little sad, but you know, I try not to cry because I'm like, I do not need her coming over here and verbally slapping me. Okay. I need her to just be resting in peace and you know, just living her best life over there with my abuelito and I'll just try to thrive over here, you know, because that's just what she would want. And that's what my abuelito would want. That's what my padrino would want. That's what my cat Maui would want. Oh my God, I fucking miss him. But that is what he would want. You know, that's what they would all want. So just grieve and then get the fuck out of there and only make small visits here and there when you need to. And just live your best fucking life. Like in all seriousness, live your life to the absolute fullest. Do things, only do things that are going to benefit you and things that make you happy. Because we really don't know when we're getting kicked the fuck out, okay? And I would hate for anyone to leave this world thinking, fuck, I should have done this or I should have done that. So just do what makes you happy. Anything that makes you happy. Go try a new fucking restaurant. Go walk, take a walk down the street. Go sit outside. Quit your shitty fucking job if it makes you unhappy. Cut all your fucking hair off if you want to. Or don't cut all your fucking hair off. Dye your hair. If this is the sign that you were needing to change your hair, fucking do it, okay? Um, go skydiving. I don't know. Do something that just makes you feel alive, makes you feel happy. You know, because with the way everything is in the world right now I think we all deserve some happiness and we should do things that make us happy and should only do things that make us happy which obviously no that's not realistic everything's not gonna be fucking sunshine and butterflies but you can at least spend your time doing things that you love trying new things taking risks safe risks. That's not to say go fucking do cocaine or, you know, bad shit. I mean, like, take safe, healthy risks. Not, you know what I mean? Nothing that's gonna fucking wreak havoc on your brain or your life or your body or anything like that, you know? But yeah, try something new. Go make friends. Go, I don't know, just Go have some fucking ice cream. That's always nice, right? That's positive. That makes me happy anyway. Um, but yeah, just live an amazing, happy life. Whatever happiness looks like to you, do it. And do it unapologetically because it's your life, not anyone else's. So you just keep on keeping on, okay? and 
Just remember to spread the love, positivity. Give hugs. Tell people you love them. And just be the best version of yourself for yourself. Okay? So I hope you have a great day, week, month, year. And I think now more than ever, this is so important. What are you grateful for?